0: Uh, week four of Lint Life Job. Uh, we are back with a more normal f- format of uh, the episode than last week. Hopefully you found the elders'
1: uh, discussion panel well. Did you have good feedback from it? I looked at it on Sunday night, and I think it was it had a ton of views at that point. And I, I really like to put chapters in, too. That was, that was great, so you can just go to each little section, and what each little question was. But it all does kind of go together. We reference things yeah, in other really parts, does. but it's, I thought, yeah, it was good. It was nice sitting down with everybody.
0: Today we're discussing Ad, and our guest is Christy Morangy. Hello.
2: Hello. Mind
0: giving us a brief introduction of yourself? Is this your first
2: time on Talking Element? It sure is. Um, I'm in charge of the youth and children's ministries here at, or I oversee them um, at Element, and I'm a mom of three and a wife of one. (laughs) Your first husband. (laughs) Yeah, my first husband. (laughs) And yeah, that's what I do.
0: Would you mind giving us a
1: recap of Buildad? So today, uh, we get to Job's second friend that speaks in the narrative, and his name is Bildad. Now, Bildad, again, just starts like the last friend who shows up at first with great love and sympathy as he sits with Job, as Job is going through his pain, and he and he first comes in silence. And then as soon as the silence is over, when Bildad speaks, he starts spouting a lot of horrible theology. That's, that's really a lot of faith theology today, that God blesses you when you do the right thing, and that God is looking out for good people. He will and tell Job, if you just did the right thing, God will restore you to your prosperous state. And it's like a lot of times today, we have certain things in our culture that have kind of infected some people's theology about how they see God. And what we need to understand is that God rescues the helpless and the lost, and that God can't just use good guys because there are no good guys. And in the end, what you see in the scriptures and why people have so many problems with it is that all of it does is seem to list all these different stories of all these terrible things that happened, these horrible people. But that's the point. We are terrible, and the Bible doesn't hide it. But what it shows us is that God is good, and God is the one who rescues. And really, the scriptures just kind of blow Bildad's theology out of the water because God blesses those who really don't deserve to be because He simply is good.
0: So the culture said, you're a good guy. You don't deserve this. You're a good
1: guy, right? Which almost even goes to one of the talking element questions. You know, it's like, well, you know, God's wrath is against these people because they were evil and they deserve that. But what about the good guy? Job was a good guy. And that's almost like we have the biggest problem because Job was such a good guy. So why did this happen to him? Like, you know, if, if Job was just a total knucklehead, you know, w- would that then be okay for God to go and destroy his life? Well, sure, he deserved it, but not a good guy. And I think we fail to realize that as good as we all think we can be at times, we're still not the greatest people in the world. And that's what I do love about the Scriptures. It constantly shows the places where everybody fails and everybody falls. And it doesn't hide it. It just puts it out there. But that's also the reason why a lot of people have a problem with the Scriptures. Mm. It's like, oh, this. I, I heard this conversation the other day. I, I was eavesdropping. I wasn't part of it. But someone goes, yeah, that stupid stuff in the Bible. You hear about like lots two daughters who went and they, and they got their dad drunk and had sex so they could have babies with them. Why would the Bible condone this? And I just want to walk over and be like... It doesn't. That's why it's in there to say, this is stupid. Don't do it. But God can still redeem. And eventually what you see is out of that whole incestuous thing, you know, centuries later, Ruth comes about from that, who becomes an ancestor to Jesus. So God can redeem our dumbest decisions.
2: I love, though, that that's one of my favorite things because I'm such a knucklehead. I am so broken. And yet God, those are the people that God uses to, you know, move forward to His plan. We have the privilege of being a part of that, and yet I am such a dum-dum about everything. And it's just, I think that shows us a really cool side to God's character that He goes after the broken and allows us to be part of His plan, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of like a lot of times we, if I say something mean to my wife or biting her or I treat her bad, then I've got to go to work. Like there has been times, I mean, who would even think this, that we had a fight before a Sunday morning service and I got to go give a sermon three services and be like, I'm godly. Here is the word of God. (laughs) And when you you move into that spot, it's like, I don't deserve to say this. I don't deserve Mm -hmm. to be here. And it seems like only when we do something stupid do we actually live in the humility of that. Mm -hmm. And yet the reality is we don't deserve any of the grace God gives us. Mm And yet sometimes we think we are so deserving. And I think if we really understood how good he is and what our lives are like, I think we'd live much more humble lives. And I think we'd be kinder to one another as well and stop judging each other as much as we do.
0: So what other aspects has the culture influenced the church's theology and then maybe more specifically your theology?
1: I I think our culture is in America is very individualistic. It is about me and my rights. And so every time that we talk about believing in Jesus and following Christ it's you know have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and yet Jesus does save us personally but we look at our Christian lives as being solitary if things are hard I've got to figure it out if there's a mountain to take well I'm going to take that mountain with God's help as my co-pilot and God's not Uh anybody's co-pilot but that's how we think and yet we are saved and when we are baptized we are baptized into the family of God you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is God taking us and placing us in God's family he immerses us in that and america finds i think finds it very hard to live in the community that god's intent that god intends because we are so individualistic
2: i i can speak from like um like culture and family and i know when i was like a young mom i found that i was super judgmental of other you know, how other moms were doing it or how other dads were doing it. Or I would, you know, work in the classroom with my kids and there's this one kid that's like out of control, like super spaz. And you think, that will
1: never be my child.
2: (laughs) I did though. But you look at that kid and go, well, I wonder what his parents are doing. They must feed him sugar all the time. Or, oh, he's neglected. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and I was totally that parent. Mm -hmm. And it was so eye-opening to me when stuff happened and my kids made choices that I never thought they would make because they were totally taught not to do those things. And I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) you know, they can still choose to do all of these things. And I think it made me a much more compassionate person that wanted to walk beside parents and be like, listen, I've gone through this before. It's not your fault. Here, let's, you know, let's bring this to god and just you know look for his wisdom in it we we look and point at everybody else and oh what are they doing oh okay you know instead of um realizing that everything is outside of our control
0: so going thinking of this idea of a good guy like mm-hmm. we all think we're good guys right i mean mm-hmm. i that the sin nature in me says i'm a good guy mm-hmm. and it takes the reflection of scripture to tell me no i i'm not like mm-hmm. my goodness is nothing compared to the standard should be or how it was created to be um so how as a parent did did you and, and Eric kind of come to deal with with that that both you guys may not be good guys in terms of perfection mm-hmm. um, but also your children aren't either as mm-hmm. as children and now as adults and what was that what was that tension been like for you guys
2: well I can almost I can Almost picture this moment and I'm so embarrassed about it. So I'm gonna share it with everybody.
1: That's (laughs) That's one of the best moments to share Yeah. (sighs) Teaching moment.
2: Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in my dining room and I was praying. I think I was almost praying, like, God, thanks that thanks that I got this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I am I am really good at this parenting thing. (laughs) So I look back at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, how much pride I had that I could control what my kids were going to do, for one thing, and um, and that I did it.
1: God, have you seen how good I am?
2: <laughs> have you seen my servant, <laughs> Christy? <laughs> she is the parent to follow. And, um, and then we, like, almost right after that, so I almost feel like God was like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that he was punishing me or anything like that, but um, maybe my eyes were open. I don't know. Anyways, and after that, we started to have some issues um, when, you know, my oldest started uh, working and then he was meeting people that um, we didn't know about and was totally leading this other life. And we're like, oh, he's so good, you know, and we were completely snowed by that. My daughter um, was in high school and she really struggled with uh, I think she'd be okay with me saying this. (laughs) But she struggled with depression, and it was really, really bad. It was um, to the point where we were worried that we weren't going to have her around. And um, and Joshua was just Joshua. <laughs> He's just always been weird. No, I'm just kidding. We started going back when, when, stuff, when they started making these decisions and going, what could we have done better? And it's our fault that they're making these choices, and... How could, you know, we should have done, we should have had him at youth group more. We should have done devotions every single day as a family. I mean, that would have cured it. And it's just, we're all just broken. And it took us a while to realize that. We knew that we were broken, but that um, leading up to that, the things we do as parents are wonderful. And we can model Jesus all day long and um, do all of those things that you're supposed to do it was kind of like I had a checklist okay devotions yeah we did those and oh we did the coloring pages together and we did you know and so I'm like looking down going you know what happened but I'm going down the freeway one day and I'm crying which was pretty much every single day for about three years <laughs> I'm going down the freeway and I'm like and just all of a sudden I said okay God how can I use this? We can't do anything with this. Like, this is a mess. How can I use it to glorify you? And it was not me. It was God opening my eyes. And that completely shifted whether, how I dealt with it. Does that make sense? Like, instead of, I'm just wallowing in the mud, and this is awful, and it, it gave me a sense of, okay, this is happening this is the direction we're going to go with it. I actually I know that God has used every situation in our life to be able to speak into other people that are struggling with these things. And so that's been really awesome to see. Do I would I rather it didn't happen any of these things? Yeah. 100%. I I hear those people are like oh, I would never change anything. I would change it all. <laughs> If I could. Well, I like what you
1: said, because it goes from the thing that we were talking about. We go from the place of asking God, why, 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 to the asking, God, what do you want me to learn Mm -hmm. in this? And that's what kind of changes our focus a bit is, God, what do you want me to learn? How can I glorify you through this? Because that changes it from being focused just here to Mm -hmm. what God is actually doing.
2: Yeah. And that's not to say I don't turn it around and just focus on myself sometimes, too. Like, I, I mean, I've definitely had prayers where I'm like, okay, God, enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I realize <laughs> when I prayed that prayer a long time ago, I'm stupid. I get it.
0: How have you come to better understand the heart of God through those trials?
2: For one thing, He didn't smite me when I said, I got this all together. <laughs> there is a moment when, well, it's more than a moment but when I was praying um when my daughter really wasn't doing well and I remember crying because every day but um just wailing out to God like like in a way that I've never cried before because I really thought I was going to lose her um and telling God, I can't do this. I am not going to get through this. Like I was hundred percent sure I'm not going to get through this. And I literally asked God to kill me. Hmm. Um, right there. And, um,
1: curse God and die.
2: Yeah. <laughs> because it'll be over. I was raised to fear God, like not fear, respect, like fear, fear. Like he's going to, he's counting your sins. He, you know, you're not worthy, which is true, but I think through this, I've gotten to see a much more tender side of God, which um, I don't think people realize. You know what I mean that that uh, that God can command respect, and yet be so loving, even though He has set these boundaries. You know that our culture says isn't loving. but he does that because he loves us, and that he is a God that is not far off, and he walks with us through the sadness, and I know that is why I'm still going. He blessed us in that Eric and I got closer through it, which it really could have gone the other way. Um, I feel closer now to my kids through what has you know transpired. I was able to really um gospel my kids through the whole thing and so I don't know I think like in the midst of darkness um he is also a God that blesses and and he's there with you and I know he was crying with me I know he was hurting because he loves Brooke more than I do
0: well that goes back to Abraham's faith was imperfect but the object of his faith Mm
2: -hmm. is
0: perfect Mm -hmm. and and there's great comfort in that that we our faith our lives will never be perfect and Mm -hmm. and it's it's his work not ours you kind of had the the pre it was your work that made your kids good and then Mm -hmm. after it was your work that made them bad in 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 kind of your initial thought yeah yeah and it was both of those your work and and i think to realize that it's not our work it's it's Mm -hmm. christ's work that that will bring about good um and bring about healing redemption is is something that we Forget all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. So it sounds like God's brought you to that conclusion through this, uh, yeah, very long and difficult process for you guys,
2: <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that's, I mean, kind of like at the end of Job, he will hey, have Hey, don't stir this under. I'm kidding, no, go we do every week. I, 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 do every <laughs> week. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna see a much more humble mm-hmm. Job,
0: and for us, as we progress to Easter. That is our, our prayer for all of element, that uh, we became a more, become a more humble people through uh, what God is doing in and through our lives, through uh, tragedy, through calamity, through all the, the just the normal mundane things of life. God is good and we, he, he is the object of our faith that is worthy, not our faith. So we hope that that gives you encouragement and we'll see you back next week. As we talk about Zophar. Zophar. Yeah. That will be a fun episode. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, week four of Lint Life Job. Ah, I said it right that time. <laughs> did you see me? I, I went did. like this. I went. I did. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I did. I practiced before I got That's here. Right. <laughs>